out of town. She is having a wonderful, warm vacation in Florida. And so I'm playing hooky on her again. And I brought my friend Laura Chase in to hang out with me on the podcast today. Hello, Laura. Hi there. So what you're saying is Nicole probably has a, a manicure and pedicure, <laughs> unlike the rest of us. Well, that's right. <laughs> I, t- listen, girl, I yeah. did my toenails this morning and I was like, oh, I need to go back. <laughs> and what's worse? Yeah, let's, like, let's get really personal. Let, here's what's worse. That when I was getting married in August, I went for my very first pedicure. And when she oh, took boy. my my nail polish off, because I had done my own nail polish, when she took my nail polish off to go ahead and do my nails afresh, my nail was black. And I remembered that I had stubbed my toe and my nail was black. So, of course, I had to pick a dark nail color for the wedding. <laughs> Whoa, ouch. <laughs> so, so now it's growing out and it's just a really funky mess. It's really just, ugh. Yeah, I'm just not a toe person or a foot person, so it's kind of gross. But anyway, there you go. That's what we talk about here on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me give you a little insight because you have never done this before, and then we'll talk about who you are. Nicole and I would go to a coffee shop, and we would just sit and have coffee and laugh and laugh and say, this should be a podcast, you know, just because it's nothing but just two girls. So that's how we bill it. It's we're just a couple of gals that are sitting down in a coffee shop enjoying our coffee together, which we do when she's here. And you guys get to overhear our conversation. And it seems to go over pretty well. I mean, her husband even likes to listen to it. My husband was listening to it the other day and he was laughing. Well, we were talking about him. So <laughs> that's when yes. you always have to watch out. You go, oh, yeah. Well, this is where I'm talking about you. Anyway. <laughs> So while Nicole's out of town, I'm tapping the shoulder of some friends of mine. Laura and I actually work together. Now, kind of, sort of, you're not actually in the office, but you do voice track for our station, which means right. that... Recording from my own home office. Yes. Right. That, that is the layman's term uh, for it. Yes. We call it voice tracking. That's what you do. And you do this for a lot of different stations, right? Mm-hmm. I do. I'm in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, uh, where else? Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> you are in Ohio. I'm in Virginia. I'm in four different stations, eight different states. And then I work for a global ministry to um, Trans World Radio, which is worldwide. You get to so, actually record. Busy. You record stuff for those stations in other countries? Or do you work for your um, account manager? No, not at this point. I do fundraising for them and um, build relationship with donors and oh, just yes. let them know what their um, investment is doing and let them hear the testimonies and see pictures of the lives that are literally being changed around the world. Oh, that would be so cool to work for. Yeah. I mean, I would want yeah. to be the person that's actually in the country. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> yeah. I have a missions heart. I would be gone. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, you track for us as well. And mm-hmm. how long have you been doing this? Radio, um, 33 years. And you actually went to school for it. I did. I went to college at Oral Roberts University. And what's crazy is when you take those classes, at least back then, they didn't teach you how to do a break, you know, the in, the out, the meat of it, how to search for really great content. It was just teach you the equipment and go. Oh, really? (laughs) Totally different (laughs) nowadays. Now, so Oral Roberts is a little bit more on the charismatic side. So how do you Mm -hmm. tone that down for all the different stations you have to do? Well, um, I think of my audience and I mean, overall, my audience, um, consists of people that have problems (laughs) Yeah, and they have joys and they have sorrows and I've been through a lot of those things. And so I just talk about what God's done for me. I don't beat you over the head with, you know, religious speak or anything. I'm just myself. Yeah. I mean, because that's what wins anybody, whether you're a salesperson, you're in business, you're in a church, you're in a relationship with your sweetheart, you're yourself. And that's how you become a friend and you just do life together. So that's what radio is. You're just doing life with somebody that, well, you just don't see, (laughs) but you can hear. And you know, what's really crazy. I think about this is that every single voice has like a different, um, there's like a voice stamp to it, like a fingerprint. Yeah. And, and that voice is so familiar And it's like, God just imprints your heart with the person that you've been listening to for days and years. And, and you become a friend with that person. They're able to speak into your life and encourage your heart and remind you, you aren't alone. 
you know, God is here. He's here to strengthen you. He's here to bring you through the messiest of messes. And you're going to have an amazing message when you come out of it. So that's yeah. what we do every day. Wow. Makes me want to just tune in and listen to you all over the world. <laughs> not, not being funny. No, we actually did a week. What was it? Three day fundraiser one time together. And so we had a great time just yeah. pouring into some people and really enjoying that. That was a whole nother experience. You're used to fundraisers. I was not. <laughs> so you helped me yeah, a lot. Dear Ed, like, that's what, that's what, that was you. <laughs> but I learned a lot and you were a great teacher. Oh, thanks. I'm sure we'll have other chances to do it. <laughs> Probably. I think that's going to be coming up in a couple of months. Yeah, might. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. I don't know too many people who actually went to school to be on radio. Isn't mm. that weird? I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I absolutely. It was totally God. I'm way in over my head, Laura. Please help yeah, me. Yeah, they just threw you <laughs> off the boat and swim. Go. He did. He did. He said, yeah. here you go. You can do it. And I go, what? I don't know how to do that. He goes, just you're doing fine. You're fine. Yeah. And then you just, you know, yeah, you start doggy paddling as fast as you can because yeah. you don't have a choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what happened when I joined Trans World Radio about a year and a half ago. I'm like, well, I've done donor fundraising on the air, but I've never had 600 people under my care to mm. build a relationship with and just do life with off of the air. So that's been a real interesting twist. I'm like, can I do that? Can I actually work with equipment and money? And, you know, you're going to trust <laughs> me to push the right button. Yeah. <laughs> so it's worked out okay so far. <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing you got to know when you get into radio, it's technology to an extent. Yeah. And so, yeah, pushing buttons is, we say it like it's casual, but, oh, you push the wrong button and crazy things happen. <laughs> and yeah, we can, we'll talk about some of those. So it's interesting that you've done this. Whatever made you wanted to want to go into radio? Well, like when I grew up, I thought I was going to go to college to become a country and Western singer and travel the world and really do that. And I was part of a Southern gospel band and we did that Fun. throughout Alaska. I love doing that. I play guitar and lead worship. And you and did that in that Alaska. Years. And then, yeah, I grew up in Alaska. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. <laughs> the things I didn't know about it's, you. It's very cold. Um, so <laughs> I went to college with that in mind to be a music major and then discovered that they're going to sing a ton of songs in different languages and that did not interest me at all so <laughs> I, I had no idea what i was going to do i dipped my toe in should i be a nurse i mean this is all within the first semester should i be a nurse and go to the medical field oh there's math not going to do math. Oh, there's blood. Forget the math. Yeah, I don't like the math, but I don't like the blood no. either. <laughs> no, I don't want to do math. And then I was walking across the campus because I was pursuing God. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I have no idea. And I saw the, the call letters for this campus radio station. And I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's the radio station here on campus. And I'm like, ding, ding, yeah. And I can actually learn to do that. And, um, and I actually fell in love with radio in seventh grade and in Alaska, we had a, um, we went on a field trip and it was into the studio of the morning show. And I got to choose two of the songs that they played on the air. And I was just thrilled. <laughs> I couldn't believe that I could actually choose the music. It was, it was awesome. My Christian teachers didn't think that that was um, really good choices, but I thought it was great. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So it, was, it was from that moment. I'm just so grateful that I actually made honor roll that semester <laughs> because it was one of the few. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. Seventh grade. Gosh, I think I think FM was coming into the scene when I was in. Yeah, right before high school and I got a stereo. And you know, when you used to listen to the DJ set up a song and you could hear the song you know, going in the background and you're like, hit record real quick. But then you're yes. like, shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> Stop talking. And they would post every single time, yes. which is another yes. fancy term for they talk right up till it's music starts. So, yes. or there's the words start. So, uh, yeah, lots of tapes like that and just wishing the guy would stop talking. But that was the, that was the closest thing I had to radio. I, yeah. The rest of it is all, it's all, it's all on another podcast. <laughs> One of my other episodes, <laughs> you don't need to know my story. So, <laughs> Anyway, how in the world did you, like, where in Alaska? Somewhere in the Right in the in interior, the in the middle. 
cold, yeah. desolate. Cold, in the sticks. I mean, we were 100 miles from a grocery store. My parents were missionaries when we first went up there when I was a year old, and they, they built a Bible school. And then we moved back to Ohio um, because this is where I was born. And they just, you know, buttoned up everything, sold everything. Dad retired from um, being a mailman for almost 20 years. And we went back and he started a sanitation business. So I grew up on the back of a garbage truck. So that was like the best job besides radio I've ever had. Just <laughs> Are you being kidding? With my, I, I loved it. It was, <laughs> it was outside. I mean, who wants to be inside when you have 24 hour sunlight and yeah. your dad is there singing ridiculously silly songs to you, your whole, you know, your whole work day and you're meeting the community and you can get really dirty. You know, it was just, it was a great job. And I huh. grew up at the dump. I mean, and you got to dig for treasures. <laughs> That's awesome. So not only that, you grew up in the middle of nowhere. I didn't realize your parents, how to be a missionary to Alaska. I mean, it does seem like it's a different country, even though it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Still American citizens up there in the hills. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My my mom's brother was a missionary already there. So they went up and built the school, which sadly burned down a year later after we had left. Yeah. So that was done, but they did what they did and. And it's just part of an amazing story because they would, they featured our family in the town newspaper here in Ohio. And, you know, where they're going off to, you know, the land of the midnight sun and they're going to go conquer the world for Jesus. And it was just (laughs) a really, really cool thing to look back at those um, newspaper articles. Yeah. So then how did you end up back in the States for good? (laughs) In, oh gosh, what year was that? My daughter was two. And I took her to Florida to just visit my aunt who was living in Lakeland at that time. So you already got married in Alaska. Um, long story. Okay. <laughs> Another life. Okay. Another life. Okay. Gotcha. God is so good at delivering you out of situations <laughs> where, oh, it's bad. Um, so he took me to Florida just to visit. And when my feet hit the soil, it was a, within a few days, he just said, you're home your home. Oh, wow. And I just told my mom, send my shoes. You know, I, I don't need anything else that's up there, you know, just send our stuff and send the cat. They, they airmailed the cat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine that poor cat. The static electricity when that cat came out of the carrier was mind blowing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, I just, Oh, I can't even imagine. (laughs) okay go ahead (laughs) keep going yeah so um was in florida and actually started back into radio there i was in radio in alaska on several stations there and then um, started back into southern gospel in florida which quickly transitioned my boss actually put me up for a job on a radio network and i ended up being on their morning show which was crazy because when i heard of the opening I'm like, I can't do that. I have a, a five-year-old child, you know, that's, I'm a single mom. How do I do that? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I just knew I was supposed to try. And so this is the, this is the coolest God story in that I'm like 70 miles away from the, the headquarters of the station. And so I would get my cassette recorder and record the morning show guy that they were looking for a partner. And I went into my studio and I, I edited it. So it sounded like I was having a conversation with him throughout my whole air check. Oh, and cool. We, and we were having, um, contests with listeners and they were laughing at my jokes and it was so good. It was so God is what it was. And they said that they had never heard anything like it. So here am I just green in radio for real. And they, they took me in and I was there for almost seven years and I'm actually working for that company again. Oh, wow. um, I've been doing a lot of home studio work for them, even 20, 30 years later. Oh so, my, that's crazy. Yeah. So you went from is- Alaska to Florida. Could you go like any bigger distance away from each other? Yeah. When I went to Florida and I experienced warmth and it's dark outside, you know, you don't have to go scrape your car every day. I was like, I'm never going back to cold ever, never. (laughs) And I met my husband there. We were on a worship team together and we minister together. 
And we came up to Ohio where my aunt from Lakeland moved. And um, we just came to visit and brought my daughter. And she was 17 at that point. And all three of us in the very same moment as we're driving through town, we're moving here. Oh, it was, wow. It was collectively, wow, no way. This is either God or it's Satan because this is cold up here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> We didn't want to move back to snow. So we sold everything in, in Florida. My husband had been there 25 years and I had been there 14 and we hauled a U-Haul up and we came up and started into radio again. And wow. just, it's just been an amazing, amazing journey. And I'm grateful for seasons. Alaska didn't have a lot of seasons. No, it was either imagine. cold for eight months and then a little bit warm. And then Florida was either hot <laughs> for 12 months, you know? Yeah. So now it's like we have colors and I love autumn. I know I embrace all of it. The cold's not awesome, but it's beautiful if I'm inside. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh. over where you live, there are more hills, which over mm -hmm. on my side of the state, there's not so many except for right here in Logan County. <laughs> mm -hmm. there's not as many and I grew up in upstate New York where there's rolling hills and yes. it's just beautiful and I lived in Colorado where there's you know mountains oh, goodness. Yes. and so yeah being out here with no hills once you come off of Logan County yeah there's nothing it's flat yeah. yep. <laughs> which you That's know because you good been radio here. signal though <laughs> well that is true that is true yes. you, you can <laughs> broadcast from the highest point in Ohio yep yeah <laughs> I, I didn't know all of that about you, which is so cool. I love Southern gospel. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Okay. As a matter of fact, if I could sing anything, cause I'm a worship leader too, but if I could yeah. sing anything, I would do Southern gospel. I love the harmonies. I love yes. the songs, the power of the songs. I love it when they get big, you know, the whole thing. So I'm totally, yeah. Kindred spirits right there. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm on a Southern gospel station right now as well. So <gasps> that's been a really good, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. And it's kind of fun to know where you come from, but I didn't expect it to be so very different. You know, it's so very vast. Yeah. Very vast. What is the, besides Florida, where's the craziest place you've ever lived because of something, I don't know, weird or just, un, you just had no clue that it was going to be there? Well, as the Lord was delivering me out of a, uh, a dangerous abuse situation, I lived in a barn for, for a while. Um, it wasn't very, I mean, it was almost two months and I actually got bit by brown recluse while I was in there. And so ended up in emergency rooms with MRSA and problems. Oh my gosh. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was unexpected. I didn't expect to live in this, this barn, but it was a place that it was used as a church as well. And so this ministry offered it as a safe place for me and my daughter. So that was a blessing. To so enjoy. it wasn't like you weren't living on hay. They had no. it restored. Okay. It was just the outside no. was a barn. Yeah. And the spiders obviously thought I was delicious. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about radio and being in it for so long. Have you ever had any of those moments where you're doing a live? Well, you've done a lot of live and I've done a lot of live and you open up that microphone and it, nothing comes out right. If anything comes out at all, have you ever had those moments where you go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say, and then you mix up words and say words that should never exit yeah. your mouth on a Christian station. <laughs> I had people oh, call me and go, do you know what you just said? Nope. <laughs> it was live radio. It was Sorry. bad. It was so <laughs> bad. And it was just, I, I mixed these two words up and the phone lines just filled <laughs> And I was just mortified. I'm like, I can't take it back. I don't know what to do. And in radio, you, would ju you just move on. Right. And so you don't go on. I am so sorry. What I should have had is my husband call in and say, honey, I heard that, you know, that is not your heart. That's not how you talk. Everybody makes mistakes. So it's good to have that backup just yeah. in case. Yeah. Next I don't want to say next time, if it ever happens again. <laughs> <laughs> now we learn to slow down and actually say words correctly going forward. So bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had yeah. microphone open sometimes and I'll take a phone call or I start yelling. 
I don't know about you, but when you're recording something and you do it wrong and you start yelling at yourself and that's all in there. And I have heard, I have heard that stuff air accidentally my, myself or Kathy. It's just, you yeah. forget to erase it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've done that. It's not yeah. swear words, yeah. but I'm yelling at myself. Oh my gosh, that was so stupid. What am I talking yeah. about this morning? You know, you just go on yeah. and on beating yourself up. Yeah, I think I, I think I told you this, um, at one of our meetings, uh, the, this was bad. It wasn't, uh, bad words or anything, but I had actually taken one station's tracks or all the recordings for the day and put them on a different station. We've had that happen before. <laughs> In a different state with differently. Yeah. Same person, different, d totally different genre of music, everything. It was, yeah. I got calls on that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, sorry. <laughs> so you've always, you've always done Christian radio. You've branched outside of it, but you've always been in Christian. You said you went to Oral Roberts, right? So I went to Oral Roberts, but my first job was actually in top 40 in country. And oh, I went to right. oldies after that. And then I dove into Christian and, um, then moving back to the States, um, went, started with Southern gospel and then went to the, um, CCM, which is contemporary Christian but then moving back to Ohio, I actually became a news reporter um, and a journalist after moving back to Ohio. Okay. You did news. Mm -hmm. Did you have to generate the news? Because I hated that. Yeah, I had to write it. But I've, oh. I, did, I did that for all the stations I had worked for. Um, oh, okay. As the morning person, you also did news. Mm. So going into a reporter position, but that was fun being on the scene of all the scary situations that was different than mm. <laughs> that before so yeah so just a lot of different ways to different things to do in the career there's lots of different opportunities I mean it could be social media it could be you know managing promoting doing music you mm -hmm. know on air yeah there's so many different facets to a radio career. yeah and usually whoever is on the air is doing two or three of those different jobs um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I know how that Lots one is. Of hats. <laughs> I started out also in oldies and that was so much fun. I love and, oldies. Yeah. And you know, some of those songs, gosh, I hadn't heard for years or there were actually ones that I had never heard of, but I went back into the thirties and I grabbed some of those really old songs as like feature songs that were just, you know, like the song that sings, she's so fat. She's so fat for me. I don't, I don't know if you ever heard it, but there are crazy songs out there from the thirties and they made yeah. it to the top 100, which is even funnier anyway, oh, yes. but I loved working oldies, but I would say things as a Christian, I would say things, you know, we'd, we'd read a story, a news story. Cause you know, you're reading secular stuff and I'd go, that person just needs Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And I would say that because I, you know, what else am I going to, I'm just, you know, that person needs Jesus. This is just the way it goes. So then I come to the Christian radio station and I was afraid that I was going to get called out on anything that I would say that I wouldn't have my theology right or, you know, that kind of thing. And I thought for sure, I'm going to say something wrong. I'm going to have all these pastors calling me, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was just a lie. It was just a lie from the enemy because I really go by what God is telling me to say. And, you know, you get inspired, right? Is that how you go about it? You get inspired to, to get into something or something touches you and you want to share it with people. But I can tell yeah. you the one time that I got a call from a pastor was because I said, good luck. Oh, yes. And it was my pastor who called me <laughs> and he was a friend too. So I was like, be quiet. He's like, you don't tell That's people hilarious. good luck. I'm like, it's just a story, you know? That's funny. <laughs> so, so tell me about what your whole idea is when you open up the microphone, when you, when you get ready to do your show, what kind of things are you really focused on? What do you want to be able to put across? If they can only listen to one break, what are you trying to say? Hmm. Let me see here. Because the reality is I they'll probably get two breaks from you. <laughs> I would say I want you to feel encouraged. I want you to walk away feeling better and hopeful. I want you to know that you have a friend that does care about you. And I want you to laugh. Mm. I love fun stories, silly stories. I like a, a really good out, as we call it, 
of um, just a twist that maybe you would have never put with that story, you know, just a, a pun out or something that that just catches you off guard and makes you smile. So I, I want to give you that moment where you are not focused on the issue or the problem that's going on in your life. It can just take you out of that for a second, you know, for my 30 seconds or 45 seconds that I've got you. And you can just listen and go, oh, that's right. That's what God says. I totally forgot that I can apply to my life mm. or that's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe those people would do that. Or that kid, that guy is amazing. He is a hero. I want to be more like that, you know, things like that. Do you ever laugh at yourself? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes us real. I've heard people yeah. say that to me. I love it when you laugh at yourself. I'm like, because you know, it, they go, how many times do you record that? And I go, I, I, don't you hear the mistakes? I don't. I do it the one time and I, you know, I let it roll. That's who I am. You're not going to yeah. be perfect every time. Now, there are yeah. tricks to learning how to do it better and how to say it slower so that you don't make those mistakes. But sometimes I get, let's go. You know, I get it. Get fired up. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So tell me three things about you that people probably don't know. It doesn't have to be related to radio. Oh my goodness. Um, I was 14 and I won the Alaska state champion for, um, horseback riding in Alaska. What? So that was, yeah, that was during the 25th anniversary of Alaska being a state. So they gave out trophies in the form of a gold pan, which was so cool. <laughs> but what's so sad is that I, I thought I did so bad that I packed up my horse and trailer and I went home and they had to bring the award to me the next day. <laughs> you didn't even stay. Okay. I did terrible. Okay. So I'm a horse person too. So tell me what you had to do to win that award. Yeah, it was all the, it was Jim Connor. It was Western riding. It was showmanship, all the normal oh, everyday normal things like horse that. show stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fun. And you won. Yeah, you got, yeah I you, did. You still got your gold pan. It was so shocking. I had no idea. <laughs> no idea at all. So that was cool. No, you have um, to have that two, mounted on the here. You have to have that mounted uh, on something. That gold well, that, pan. Put that gold pan mounted up on something. Yeah, I should. It's in storage <laughs> somewhere. Oh, uh, I think let's see. My husband and I have been married 17 years and we've moved 23 times. Nope, 17 times. 17 times. So at least once a year. Oh my gosh. We actually, we actually flip homes. And so we, we like to fix them up, just take them from the gutted part from share sales or whatever. And that's been a really, really interesting, um, fun project. Usually we just got finished with one. It's closing next week and we built our hopefully forever home, but you know, with God, <laughs> who knows well you know that's really funny because we should have our own show called flip wives because my husband loves to do that as well after he did the last one but nah he should re just stay retired <laughs> i'm good with that <laughs> yeah yeah it's a lot of stress and it'll take you it'll take you a lot longer than you think it will and it'll cost a lot more than you imagine and it's kind of like those things in life where um you know, you're not supposed to be doing it and you do it anyway. And sin just takes you down a road that you had never imagined. And it can cause you so much more pain in the people around you than you had counted the cost for. Mm. So that's what I kind of look at it. Like, I mean, this is going to be a lot of work there's going to be a lot of sweat and tears and frustrations. But, um, I think my husband and I have just really, well, I think we've grown closer. We really enjoy it. We have the same goals and vision and we just like working things out like that. We can yeah, see nice. what other people don't see. So that's been a lot of so fun. So what's going to happen is a year down the road, you're going to start getting that itch. Like we have to move. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't, not at this moment. <laughs> but if somebody did walk up to us and offer for our new home. Yeah, I would very consider it. <laughs> consider it. I mean, why not? You know, um, well, at least you know, the new let me ask you this, since you move a lot, you know, not to gather a lot of junk, right? Yeah. Right. So, so it's easier to move. Is that what you're telling me? No. You've got moving down pat. We're both, we're both pack rats because <laughs> you're going to need it later. But the thing is, it's always packed. And so you have to buy another one. So you always have two or three of everything. <laughs> you know, it's but, funny. We've done that too, since we, we finally moved into a house of our own and we are combining household stuff. And I'll say, do you have a blah? And he'll go, yeah. 
somewhere, you know, packed. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> it was always at the other house and now it's, it's out in the shop. I have no idea where. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the third thing? Oh goodness. Um, my daughter, Hosanna, she is amazing. She is um, turning 28. And what's really wild is um, I never, this is where the, the story is yucky. I don't like this part of my story, but um, I was married to a, a guy that didn't want me. He wanted everybody else and, um, and paid for things. <laughs> and so my daughter and I got out of there and um, it was crazy because I didn't want to have a child with him. And I asked the Lord to close my womb. I did not want a child. That was not going to happen. And I went to um, a deliverance um, meeting for him. And they told me that they wouldn't pray for him until I submitted to having my womb opened because it was closed. <laughs> I'm like, who told you? Oh, <laughs> wow. Who told you? <laughs> and I fought, I fought so hard with them and they're like, we're not going to pray for his deliverance then. I'm like, this isn't fair. You know, you're messing with my life. And it just shows me how much my, my God wanted my daughter in this world and the impact she was going to have. And so I didn't even know I was pregnant, um, got pregnant the next day, but I didn't even know I was pregnant. And I came home from work one day and I was laying on the couch and I shot up out of a, uh, out of a dead sleep and I grabbed my stomach and I said, God bless Hosanna joy in my womb. And I just sat there going, where'd that I'm come pregnant. from? Oh, I no I'm pregnant. What do I, Hosanna? Really? You know, wow. that's really Christian. I knew, I knew another <laughs> Hosanna. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, it's going to be Hosanna. And what's really, really wild about it is she was born on Palm Sunday, um, the day of Hosanna's mm -hmm. and the, you know, the palm leaves and, and I'm just like, and she wasn't induced or anything. I mean, that was God giving me the sign that he had my times and my days all mapped out hers too. you know, hers to the very day, you know? So that's just one of the remarkable stories that I always hang on to that when I get uptight or frustrated with something that's going on in life that I am not in control of, you have done this so well in my life before in the timing of being so perfect that I can trust you with all of it. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. And you it's almost like those stones that Joshua put up as an altar as a reminder. You know, we have those those moments in our life when we clearly saw God work. And we have to hold on to those and remember those because he's going to keep doing more. So that is yeah. a very cool story. I love that. And I hope she understands just mm -hmm. how special she is. Yeah, it's very cool. And I didn't realize it. I mean, this, you'd think I would go, oh, she's being born on Palm Sunday. It was 11 years. I was standing in church. We were leading worship. And I'm like, it's Palm Sunday. It's her birthday. That's interesting. Wow. And I went back on my phone, just scrolled all the way back to her birth year. I'm like, oh, she was born on Palm Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God, you're so cool. And I needed that that very day. I needed to know about his timing, about something else really massive in my life. And God saved it for 11 years for me. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So those are your three things people probably don't know about you. Those are pretty awesome. Couldn't you want one more? Sure. Well, yeah. This is so fun. So my husband and I are dating and um, we already know that we're going to be getting married, but we did not want to make a mistake. He's 37, never been married, bachelor, wouldn't date. Um, everybody was trying to set him up all the time. And he's like, I'm not wasting my time and money. She's going to have to walk through the doors of the church. Oh man, it's I've said that before. <laughs> and I walked through the doors of the church, but um so we went up to Michigan to meet his mother, which is a whole Mennonite community. He's from the Mennonite background. And um, so like 900 Mennonites that I'm related or going to be related to if this ends up going through. So we're praying and we're like, God, we need to know your peace. We need to know if this is you, we are not going to mess this up. We, we just don't want yeah. to do what's wrong. Right, right. And so we decide to go out for a walk on this little dirt road by his mom's house and out of the middle of nowhere, Michigan, nowhere, middle of the sticks, this dove flies out of the woods 
and it lands on the road in front of us. And we're like, do, do you see that? And it just stood there looking at us and we're like, okay, that's weird. So we'd walk a little bit past it and it would jump up and land on the road in front of us again. And this happened over and over. Well, my husband Q was like, well, <laughs> this is just a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he gets down on his knees and the bird jumps up on his shoulder. Wow. So we end up walking a mile down the road and a mile back and the birds on his shoulder this whole time. And we're weeping. We're literally weeping because God's peace is resting on us. Wow. Oh, and the, bird, the bird flew off and we were just like, well, that was confirmation. <laughs> you know? Wow. And um, that bird stuck around for two weeks. And it made a mess of my mother-in-law's porch just, and she's like, get rid of that bird. <laughs> so he packaged the bird up in a box, took it like 20 miles out of town, dropped it off somewhere. And that bird flew back to her porch. Have we never heard of homing pigeons? I mean, come on. It's the same sort of thing. <laughs> so, you know, that's just another one of those things. God will let you know what you need to know. If you ask him for wisdom, he will always show you the mysteries. He'll take care of you every wow. time. You know, it's similar story with me and Tom, because I didn't want to make a mistake. And I said that same thing. I said, I don't even want an offer unless you're sending me my husband. And he was the first offer in 13 years. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, I don't date. Sorry. <laughs> I don't date. You know, I said, I'll talk to you if I mean, I, I would only enter a relationship if I thought it was coming to marriage. And he said, well, that would be my goal. And then we just started talking, you know, but it was one of those things where we both prayed. If this is not right, you know, stop it. End it. We don't yeah. need it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good without oh, it. Yeah. But he's Slam the, best. the door. <laughs> yeah. But he is. He's the best decision I've ever made. Honestly, oh, no such, kidding. such a good thing. No kidding. We're not huge into let's go do some big getaways or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Um, we, I asked him the other night, what's one of our best dates we've ever had? And he's like, our honeymoon, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was great. We went to um, the Virgin islands, which was awesome. Mm. But I'm like, you know, we've been married 17 years. Maybe we should go on another excursion somewhere. <laughs> Cause Stevie. if we're looking back that far, we probably have been building too many houses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Cause we didn't date that much either. I mean, during the dating period. So yeah, I, he actually took me on a date a couple of weeks ago. I was like, this is an actual date. <laughs> yeah. 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 How did he propose to you? You know, it was a funny thing. He had it all in his mind where he wanted to propose to me and how he wanted to. He's a very romantic person. He just, he gets it all in his head. Well, I kept telling him, no, we were waiting for our kids to kind of settle in with the whole idea. They're all adults, which I didn't, well, his aren't, but I didn't expect to have quite as much, you know, hurt from my kids. You know, I figured mm. you're all adults and I'm an adult. So what's wrong? Yeah. Right. I'm learning a lot about that. But um, so I told him to hold off. And then we had gone and met my parents. He'd met my parents and everything went really well. It started to feel like, yeah, this is the right move. And so he had it all planned, but he was waiting for me to give him the go sign. Well, I wasn't oh. yet. Right. Well, I invited him up here one Friday. He's off. And I said, why don't you come up and have lunch with me? Because we're right above my favorite restaurant and you can come have lunch with me. And he goes, all right. So he meets me here. And then he proposed to me right there at lunch. And I was like, where did this come from? And he goes, well, I figured you were giving me hints. You wanted me to come to your favorite restaurant. And I was like, no, <laughs> that was not the case. No. <laughs> You open the door just a smidgen and he's in. He's in. So when he took me on my date a couple of weeks ago, he took me to the restaurant where he wanted to propose. Oh, my goodness. That's um, awesome. And, you know, it, it's funny because I've always hated Valentine's Day because of the commercialization. And I always cling to that single awareness day. And But I was, sure. a, pretty, I was a pretty good single. I didn't mind being single. I was doing well. This time last year, him and I were not in a relationship. Wow. We were friends. The last time I had talked to him was January of that year because he had helped me buy my car in August before. Mm. And he said, when January comes around, you're going to be calling me and telling me how much you love your car. 
And I did. I got through the snow and I called him and said, I love my car. Right. (laughs) That was the last time I talked to him until he called me in March, March, the day before spring. So, yeah, it just happened. Boom. I can't even believe it's been it hasn't even been a year. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's really cool. Not even a year. Oh, wow. (laughs) But, you know, when God decides to move, (laughs) things happen fast. You know, if you just I think a lot of times we get a glimpse of something that he's doing and we try to jump in and try to make it happen. But if we would just watch and wait, Mm -hmm. we can see some really incredible things. And, you know, Tom was selling his house and we were getting down to the wire before our wedding. And we're like this. The money from the house was what we were going to do our honeymoon with and move and all these things. And I kept saying you know, I really have peace about this. It's going to be fine. It's going to happen in God's time. So you just need to relax, you know? And sure enough, he closed on his house on a Friday and he moved right after that. And he moved Saturday and we got married on Sunday. Oh my goodness. But it all worked out. (laughs) And we were on our honeymoon on Monday. (laughs) Isn't it, isn't it funny how suddenlies take a very long time to get to? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's true. I mean, you think about it, there's seed time and harvest. That's what it says in the word seed time and harvest. What you don't know is you plant the seed and then there's time. <laughs> it's that harvest, but see, that's where our growth comes in. Yep. Because we want to push in and we want to make yeah. it happen. And that's mm-hmm. where we have to completely change our mind and not, and just, yeah. you know, it always says, in the word about the birth of Jesus, that Mary pondered it in her heart. She didn't act on anything that she heard. She pondered it in her heart. And I always think of those words whenever I feel like I've been given something, I kind of wait to see, you know, to see if, if it's happening. And I had gotten an impression, I guess you might say about a health concern of mine. And then a girlfriend of mine, just this Sunday, she said, what's going on with you? And I gave her a little clue and she almost, almost pretty much exactly told me what God was doing that he had already mm-hmm. told me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I was like, that was a really good confirmation. And I had not told anybody what, yeah. what he had told me. I still haven't as a matter of fact. And so it was really kind of cool that she would get this. And, and her basic thing was, you know, God's already doing this. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Very aware. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not always as obvious to us in the moment, but it sure does. Yeah. Um, it sure does pan out. Yeah. Okay. So what are your hopes and dreams? Do you have any yet? <laughs> Goodness. Wow. We talked about this last um, week, Nicole and I did. And, and I said, I don't think I'm dreaming anymore, which I think is a shame, <laughs> but the thing is I I'm good. I'm, I've got such a blessed life. It's hard to, Yeah. I would like to travel more. Maybe that's the only thing. Yeah, I, I do have a word, I think, that God's given me. Um, he gave it to me about a year ago, and it was the word stadiums. And I really believe that I'm going to be traveling the world and, and speaking and prophesying and bringing healing to people in stadiums. Wow. Can I be yeah. your worship leader and go with you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to bring Jesus and, you know, as, as close, as personal as I can. And part of me is like, yeah, but my story sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah beauty from ashes. Yeah. Beauty from ashes. <laughs> you, know. you got to remember that there's always a beauty in that story because yeah. you don't know where you're at until you know where you come from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, just, but that's the hardest thing to talk about is the yuck. Mm-hmm. I did that one time I opened up at a, at a woman's thing and I said probably the ugliest thing in my life and everybody connected and like everybody, everybody started talking (laughs) and I was like, wow, they're all in this confession mode and they're all asking for prayer and like it just ministered. And I went, what? (laughs) Yeah, It's like Satan always presses fear in on you on the area that's going to bring the biggest benefit yeah for the fear so if we can just realize that in the moment you know this pain is actually going to bring some type of beauty out of it so the ash heaps that i've had in my life there's actual beauty that is coming from it and that's watching other lives restored and that just fires me up 
So do you That's get it? What fires me do up. you see a lot of that? I mean, I know you do a lot from your home. You're not actually at a radio station in person most of the time, but do you see a lot of that when you're out doing what it is you do in ministry? Yeah, we, we minister a lot in our church. Um, and then I'll do it you know, in the grocery store if I see somebody that needs some encouragement or, or wherever. And, um, or my donors that I'm always calling, you know, they're all people, they're all needing prayer and a yeah. touch. And especially in these days, they're so lonely. You know, they've lost a lot of contact. A lot of times family don't want to be in contact anymore. And it's, there's no calls there. There's, they've just dropped off the face of the earth. Mm. And so having somebody call and say, I'd like to pray for you. Mm. You know, what's, what can I, you know, lift to the Lord? What do you need? And they're, they're taken aback. Yep. So really you care about me. Well, pray for my kid. You know, my kid is away from the Lord. And I said, well, that's your land. And the Lord promises your land will return, mm. you know? And that was one thing I was thinking about concerning the prodigal story recently is what about the mom? You know, the mom saw her son just tear away and go away. She must've been on her knees praying, bring my son home. I can almost guarantee the prayers of a mother and the tears of a father, you know, they were heard, you know, cause he came home and it was a glorious yeah. celebration. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I never thought about that. They never mentioned the mom. Never the mom. <laughs> <laughs> what about the mom? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, but we can step into that as moms. We can, we can step into that and say, yeah, that would have been really tough. I mean, even, yeah. even now, not, my kids are not all walking what I think is the way they should be walking with the Lord. You know, yeah. I don't know if he, they even want to acknowledge them. Yeah. That's a whole, <laughs> how to pray for our kids is a whole nother topic. We should definitely do sometime. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the, with the prodigal story, that's, that's like, well, Lord, you did it for them. You can do it for me too. You don't respect anybody. So you did it for that prodigal. You're going to do it for my kids. You know what? I always wondered about that story. Was it true? Was he recounting a story or did he make it up? You'll never know until you get to heaven, right? That's going to be one of the questions I ask him. First of all, what's up with the platypus? Why in the world? Why in the world did you put these two things together and make it a platypus? Okay. And second, it was, what was, you know, I, I've got all kinds of questions. I'm just going to give him my list. Why did you make me a person that laughs at all the inappropriate times? You know, why? And he'll say, because it's hilarious. Oh, it's funny. You know what? God has a sense of humor. Oh, goodness, I love spots yeah. in the Bible where it's, it's funny. And there's been times when I've heard things that are funny. So I was actually in a church one time and I was looking for a new place to go and worship. I wanted to be part of a, a different worship team and I wanted to break away from where I was, etc. And that, the reasons are not necessarily right. important, but I was sitting in a church and the worship team was fantastic. And I was like, Oh Lord, this is what I would like to be in. I would like to be here. And he said, well, they're pretty good, but this is not the place. And I was like, mm. well, at least God thought they were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was like, that was like funny to me that he'd go, yeah, they're good, but nope, this isn't your place. And then he took me to my yeah. place, which was funnier. So, yeah. Yeah. Little... Isn't it awesome that he doesn't want you to settle for just good. He's got his very best. And, you know, you could marry who you think is the best, maybe the, the most incredible Christian that you've ever seen. Let's, let's just pick Billy Graham, you know, as the, the all time man of God, the, the America's pastor. And that's who you want to marry, seeing that Ruth was out of the picture. Um, but, <laughs> and your husband he, and mine. <laughs> yeah. But if he was not God's best for you, then it wouldn't be good. No. Yeah. So he's got somebody that's a perfect, perfect match. I mean, if he's concerned about the smallest details of atoms and molecules and, and the workings of our body, how much more concerned is he about the person we're going to do our life with? Oh, you, you know? should be preaching to youth everywhere. <laughs> yes. I wish my, so I wish my children had heard that. How come you're not writing a book or are you, <laughs> are you writing a book? I have been asked to write a book and I'm like, how many names can I change in a book before it's not going to work? I know that circumstance. That's not my name, but I know she's talking about me, right? Yeah. You should definitely do that. Even if you start out with a devotional, you should think about that. 
Yeah, I thought of it. I thought of it and I don't know where to start. So father will have to give me a dream or something and he will. Yeah, or, or just start writing devotionals. Those are just little snippets. True. Don't you do that for Facebook or whatever? Or you do it on the air every day. So see, there you go. Oh, well, okay, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't claim to be his, him. <laughs> Voice right there. Right there. <laughs> no, I'm seriously, I've thought the same thing. Those little devotionals that I get inspired with and I'll write them down. And I'll, I'll stick them on Facebook or something. And people are like, why don't you write a book? And I'm like, I think because I'm too lazy to sit down and write that many hours. You know, I talked to Tracy who works with us and she just wrote three books and she wrote wow. from four to seven in the morning. That was the prime writing time. No, thank you. Yeah, God does weird <laughs> times with people, doesn't he? Yes. 3 a.m., what? Yeah. <laughs> That's because I got your attention and there's no distractions. You know, okay. that is the one. Okay, so now that I'm married... Okay, before I was getting up at 3.30 or 4.30 because it was things I needed to get done before I went to work and get to work on time. Now that I'm married, I get up at 4.30 so that I'm alone. Mm. And there's a, a lot to say about quiet time. Yeah. And my husband, he likes to sit in his chair and worship God out loud. And I'm like, mm. Shh, I'm praying over here, <laughs> right? Be quiet. <laughs> or he'll play music and I'm going, okay. So I put, I go in the office and shut the door. Then I can like, ugh. <laughs> when I get up at 4.30, he goes, I'm going to get up with you at 4.30 so we can pray together. And I go, no, 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 you need your sleep. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. He's a loud worshiper. Yeah. Yeah. God love him. I, I do. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, he's always on his face, but it's good. It's good stuff. Well, I appreciate you hanging out with me today on this. It's kind Thank of a long you. conversation, but it's been a really good one. Thank and you. I think it's people fun. think people are going to really connect with you in a lot of ways. They're probably going to tune in now and say, oh, I, boy, I heard Thank her <laughs> on Angie and friend on a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Sounds we'll, good. Well, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you have a good rest of the day, good rest of the week. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. God bless. Rise of Hemp Podcast Network.